0: Hello everybody. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for everybody who is listening back, watching back, uh, doing whatever you can. Sorry, we haven't been able to do this one live. Uh, We had a bit of a mess up at the airport in Morocco and, (laughs) and we didn't end up getting back until after nine. They had no internet, couldn't do it there. I'm back. We're doing it now we're talking about the fundamentals of building muscle and this is a nice little uh, follow-on from the metabolic resistance training video that you'll see earlier on in the level one section of the library there we spoke about the the basics of what you need to do to be able to read a program and actually execute your your program properly but it was mostly it was non-specific in terms of what it is that you want to get out of it that is is useful for those who are sort of newer to the gym and those who are looking just to get the most out of their training in terms of putting, giving some strength, uh, also putting on a bit of muscle maybe, but also getting fitter, um, and just generally becoming more well-integrated into the gym environment, okay? Now, what we're going to do today is something which is is slightly different um, and potentially is a little bit more uh, advanced. So we're actually going to go into some of the science behind hypertrophy, um, and we're going to talk uh, in, in quite a lot of detail about what exactly is that you need to do in order to get the absolute most out of your training if your goal is to build muscle. Now, I wanna make it very clear from the beginning, even those of you who are not particularly fussed about building muscle, um, you need to know, or it'd be really beneficial for you if you were to know the things that we're gonna talk about. Now, the reason is, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, all programs that I give everyone, I give everybody are, are muscle building or at very least muscle retention, focused programs if you're losing body fat then your main focus of your training should be to retain the lean mass that you already have um, or if anything to grow some more and that's very important because it will help to keep your metabolism elevated it will help you to look good which is really important because we want to have something there to reveal um once you get rid of all the body fat but then if that if you know if you, but this also does apply to the people who are overtly wanting to put on some muscle which to be honest with you for most people who I start with most of the guys that I start working with this is the case they do want to put on some muscle fat loss is actually very simple it isn't necessarily always easy to execute but it is very simple in principle what you need to do is you need to consume fewer calories um, than you burn off muscle building is is not very simple Uh, it actually is very complicated you can put a lot of effort in and still not make much progress and so What we want to do today is we want to help you to understand the underlying science behind muscle building, or at least what is currently... The most up to date knowledge on what is, um, what sort of, what gets, what gets muscles to grow. Because the truth of the matter is, is that people still don't really know. This is just our best guesses. I say our, like it's me. Um, but what we need to do is we need to get you most up to, as up to date as possible with what's um, the best sort of science and the best knowledge out there, so that you can then take that and then apply that to your training. So you understand a little bit more detail why I'm always badgering you about making sure your ten- tempo is correct why I'm always talking to you about making sure that you're getting a full range of motion, why I'm always talking to you about all those little things that, although they seem like, ah, well, they just make things harder, they're absolutely critical to helping you to get the most out of the program. Okay, Now, we're going to start off as we always do, or we always try to, which is just to quickly outline what the problem is and, and who it is that we're talking to. So a lot of what I see before people start training with me, um, is, is kind of, it's simple stuff. It's repetitive sessions. The number of times that I will start with a new client, um, and they will spend their entire life working in the eight to 12 rep range. Um, and then as soon as we start going out of that rep range, they start to get stronger. They start to grow muscle um, and all this kind of stuff. And you'll see how that might be actually contradictory to what you might think, but that's the case. People do the same thing over and over again, the same number of sets, the same movements, the same sessions, uh, it's repetitive. And actually what's happening is, is with progress, they're, they're sort of, they're stagnating. Okay. The other thing as well is it's it's the programming is it's vague. It's it doesn't have any point to it. It's just just doing stuff for the sake of it, doing stuff because it's stuff that you know how to do, doing stuff because it's in your comfort zone and just doing the same stuff over and over and over again. It's, it's not what's necessary to help you to, to gain as much um, muscle as possible. Right. And then the last thing in terms of what it is that actually really holds people back is just a lack of structure. Okay, one of the things that I'm going to be talking about today, hopefully, um, in in sort of enough detail for everybody is about how it is that I go about my programming, because I do follow a system because I think that these I because I do follow a structure, a structure is very important. And it's based on sound principles, and then it's applied to your individual circumstances. But these are the things that I want you to understand so that when you go into a program, and it says this is a you know this is a metabolic stress phase or what you call it this is a a getting a pump phase or this is a getting a lots of burn phase which are all essentially the same thing you know why you're doing it you know what the outcome you're looking for is and you understand basically how to get the absolute most out of it because beyond that making sure that your technique is good that's kind of all that you need on outside of just consistently doing it in order to make really good progress all right so the first thing i want to break down and this is the most important thing That I want you to take away uh, take away with you today, right? Are the three pillars of building muscle. Essentially, what's happened is is um, a bloke called I think he's Doctor Schoenfield, basically, very famous around sort of muscle building and personal training and all these kind of circles. Guy, essentially has has done a uh, did a, a massive sort of meta analysis of all the research around hypertrophy and muscle building, and came to the conclusion. and This was not that long ago that there were three things that were required in order to build muscle, and as long as we hit those three things, it would it would work. Assuming your nutrition is good. Now, um, and I'm not going to talk about nutrition today. The reason for that is because I'm going to, to talk about the nutrition, the more advanced nutrition side of things, in a different video. the The main thing, and the most important thing by quite a distance, is that the muscle that you're working needs to be put under mechanical tension, significant mechanical tension, and that means that. What um, what you basically you need to do is you need to move weights in such a way that the muscle that you're, you're working experiences the load of that weight. To put it simply, if you are, I'm actually going to do, I might do a few demos on this just to make sense. So hopefully you guys can see me. If you're doing a bicep curl and it's, it's swinging up and down like this, the major, vast majority of the tension in that dumbbell in your arm is going into your shoulder and going into your torso because you're moving with your arm as opposed to your elbow, which is what your bicep moves. If you're doing the same exercise, but all you're moving is your elbow, then the must, the tension that's in that muscle is coming from that dumbbell. And the only thing that you, that muscle knows, your bicep in this situation, is how much tension you put through it, not how much tension is actually in your, in say, let's say not how much load is in your hand. Okay. That should be fairly straightforward. We need to apply the, the load from the weight to the muscle to create tension, but it's not just tension because you can do that once for half a second. It won't do anything. It's time under tension. So it needs to be not just the absolute amount of tension that goes through a muscle, but how long that goes for and in what range, all of that covers tension. And these this is the most important thing about building muscle. Okay. What that means is, is that you need to make sure that every time you move a weight, you can feel the tension on the target muscle group or muscle. If you don't know what the target muscle group or muscle is, then you should, well, read the, um, the, the what's it called? The little bit of blurb that you get with each exercise or failing that, ask me and I will leave. bore you to tears. That's the main thing. There are two more things that actually contribute. The first one is metabolic stress. And This basically means that that burning sensation that you get when you're training, that lactic acid buildup, it may not necessarily be the lactic acid specifically that causes the hypertrophy, that people, that's jury's out on that one, but it is associated at least with the lactic acid buildup. The burning sensation, the pump feeling that you get after you've worked a muscle, that is a critical factor. And then the last thing, and this one is slightly more difficult to get your head around, is muscle damage. Now, muscle damage sounds bad, but what actually happens is is when you um when you train or do there's lots of different types of sort of exercise that will cause muscle damage but when you train you're essentially causing tiny little what they call micro tears in the muscle cells in the walls of the muscle cells and around the muscle tissue tiny tiny microscopic tears that your brain basically looks at goes all i need to i need to fix this and i need to pull it push it back stronger now metabolic stress and muscle damage on their own independent of tension and this is kind of my own extrapolation so take this with a pinch of salt don't necessarily cause muscle growth on their own because you can cause yourself a lot of metabolic stress doing burpees and doing cardio rounds and you won't ever grow any muscle you can also um damage your muscle if i tell you to go and run 20 30 kilometers if you're not used to it you're going to cause muscle damage but you're not going to get big muscles so it's a combination of these things, three things that we need to do. And the good news is, is that there is no program I could give you that will isolate metabolic stress and muscle damage. It's all resistance-based. It's all going to include tension, okay? These are the three building blocks of what we basically use to create your programs. And so what we'll tend to do is we'll have a different focus of one of these three things on each program. But ultimately, you're doing everything with each one, okay? So that's a lot of the, excuse the pun, heavy lifting with regards to actually what it is that we're trying to work out and what it is that you need to understand these are the three things that you want to work on and if your program doesn't have any one of these three things in it then you're you're really missing out okay so what i'm going to do now is just quickly give you the five sort of steps in terms of a bit more pragmatic in terms of a little bit less just working on the science of it in terms of what it is that you need to get your head around in order to build muscles we've got five principles okay the first one is that you need to be working in the correct rep ranges that's really really important the second thing is that you need to be disciplined and intentional about your recovery breaks, your rest time. You need to make sure that you're using an appropriate amount of variation with your training. That means doing different kinds of exercise to simulate muscles in different ways, but not too much, not too little. You must control your tempo. That's a very, very important part of it. And then the last thing is, is that you have to put an appro- an, in an appropriate amount of effort in order to create that metabolic stress in order to create that muscle damage and in order to actually peak the amount of tension that you're applying to your muscles before we start though and before we get into those those five critical points that i want you to work on and those are the things the practical things that i wanted you to take away from today we're going to have a couple of definitions just so that we we understand what we're talking about okay should be fairly simple for most of you but i just want to make sure that we're on the same page hypertrophy is an increase in muscle size. Now that is coming from basically two ways. That means more units of muscle within an area. Okay. And also increasing the actual size of the, the, what the, the cells in the muscle. All right. That's what's causing hypertrophy. Those two things are the main things that are growing muscles and making them appear bigger. The second thing is actually, what do I mean when I'm talking about metabolic stress? So metabolic stress can be a general term, but what we mean essentially is, is that the within the muscle, the muscle is working so hard that it's producing waste products, which are causing a buildup of things that we don't really want in our muscles, to be honest, which is stressing the muscle. And then what your body does is, is it responds by making the muscle basically stronger. And the two things that globally happen in this are making sure that your hormone it basically affects your hormones, which is good. So metabolic stress will increase your growth hormone, increase your testosterone, both two things which we need to grow muscle. Um, growth hormone doesn't quite work exactly like you think it would, like you give someone growth hormone and they grow 10 feet tall. But it's, you know, it sort of does the same kind of job. Um, and also just want to understand that when we're talking about lactate, we're talking about lactic acid, we're talking about just that, that burning feeling that you get when you're training, All right, It's not all it is, but it's, it's most of what's going on. And then the last thing we want to talk about is mechanical tension. So mechanical tension is both active tension, which is how, like what we spoke about, we see this guy here with the bicep curl, how much of that load is actually getting applied to the direct, the muscle. Now it can be a group of muscles. If you're doing a bench press, it's your chest, it's your shoulders, it's your arms, your triceps, or it can be an individual muscle. Like say, for example, you're doing a bicep curl. It's just purely on your bicep. And that's, that's an absolute thing. So how much force are you actually able to do? We have then passive tension, which is when you're, doing for example a bench press and you're getting down to the bottom of the rep you're opening your chest up you're pulling your shoulder blades back and you're stretching your chest that is a passive tension still tension it's important okay and actually what we have what has been shown is that in and this is more like animal studies and it's a bit tenuous so don't take anything any notice of this yet but um the if you actually apply passive stretching between sets it proves hypertrophy which is interesting as a concept, we're not going to be doing that. That's not really we're not really there in terms of that being something that we need to do. It's quite a niche thing, but it is something that you need to pay attention to. It's important to utilize both tensions when training. We want absolute force through the muscle. We want passive range of motion. And then we need to put those two together and combine it for a period of time to create the tension that's going to cause the stimulus. And again, that is the most important thing when it comes to growing muscle, the absolute amount of tension over time. Right. So Principle one is that different rep ranges have different purposes. As I said before, um, it's it's very much the case that what people tend to do is they tend to stick to the happy rep range, which is kind of eight reps, 10 reps, 12 reps, not really too much else when they're, when they're training. So we need to ask the question in terms of like, what are your goals? What is it that you want to do? If your goal is that you want to be a powerlifter, it would make sense for you to do lower reps more often of the time. Because what we're actually trying to do is we're trying to get you to practice lifting very heavy weights. If you wanted to be an endurance runner, it would make sense for you to do high reps because what we're trying to work is muscle, muscular endurance. So it kind of matters on what your goals are. But let's say for this, let's say your goal is to grow muscle. That's your primary goal. If you grow muscle, your muscular endurance will increase and you will get stronger. Okay. In the same way as if you get stronger, you will get bigger muscles, and your muscle endurance will increase. Okay, so the all is it's not one or the other, but it's where you apply your focus. So we have this thing called called periodization, which is essentially um, what uh, you know strength coaches and personal trainers use to describe um, changing phases, changing programs with a different focus, and that's something that that we do. So we will always be trying to alter in a structured and sort of constructive way your rep ranges so that you're you're getting the most out of it all right and uh, this is this is critically important okay so if you want to improve like we said mechanical tension if you want to peak mechan- mechanical tension you want to go low reps and if you want to peak metabolic stress then you want to go high reps and the same is true um, and then the sort of the the third element the muscle damage is kind of dependent upon volume which is then dependent upon training experience and then dependent upon exercise selection but these are the sort of the things that I want you to understand. The low rep stuff is important, the high rep stuff is also important. So when I want to give you 25 reps or something, I'm trying to elicit metabolic stress, not be an arse. Okay. It's it's purely for your own benefit. There is no joy taking it whatsoever. This little um, graphic will kind of explain to you the situation in kind of a little bit more detail. If you're listening back, I will I will talk you through it. So Essentially, what we have is, is three different categories of what you would generally class as, as sort of standard rep ranges. Your classic bodybuilding rep range, six to 12 reps. This is high tension and a high metabolic stress. Now, this is actually optimal for muscle growth. And this is why what we will tend to do is we will tend to start people off in this rep range. Okay. Most people, when they first come in, will start off on maybe the six is a bit low. It depends on your opinion. I would say eight is kind of the the, the lowest, but let's say it's six, it kind of depends. Um, I think officially it's six. The um we'll start you off and then we'll pick reps up and we'll work in this range and focus on getting strong in this rep range. If you do that forever though, you're you're in you're in big trouble because you're actually missing out on the highest tension. Reps, which are the one to five reps. The highest tension reps are the ones that are going to stimulate that. Um, if you think about it, what we're trying to do is we're constantly trying to find areas that haven't been recently stimulated to stimulate them, which are going to give you a best return on effort. If you keep hammering the same point, medium, 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 all the time, you're going to be leaving progress on the table. In the same way as you never actually, you know, fuck up and do your 15, 20, 25 rep sets, you're missing out because you're missing out on the highest metabolic stress reps. It's really, really important that you don't do that because you're missing out on some progress. So we're, we'll spend the vast majority of our time, we'll spend in the six to 12, but occasionally we'll drop into the one to five and occasionally we'll go into the 15 to 25 to 30 even, and we'll we'll undulate between those. And that's really, really important. So hopefully that makes sense in terms of why rest, rest yeah, I'm reading this that's in front of me rather than telling you the other thing. why your rep ranges are really important and why it's important that they undulate so you understand, you understand what's going on okay rest is also critical rest is really really important you you absolutely must sort of stick to your prescribed rest time and the reason for that is is very simple it's because the rest is a function of um of the kind of style of training you're doing the amount of fitness you have but also the number of reps that you're doing lower rep programs will require greater rep rest breaks because the intent relative intensity is higher, and so it will take you. Basically, you're stimulating the higher threshold motor units. I've said it now. Higher threshold motor units, and those actually have a different sort of metabolic system within them, which takes longer to recover. So you cannot maximally stimulate tension without allowing yourself enough time to recover properly. That's what you need to take away. The goal of the lower rep rest rate, lower rep exercises, and the lower rep programs. Is to maximally stimulate tension. You can only apply that tension if you're fresh. And if you're not if you're not fresh, you won't be able to lift the weight. And if you're not able to lift the weight, you won't be able to apply the required tension. It's it's that kind of thing. So you must take your three-minute, two-minute rest breaks when you're get given them. In the same way, if we're focusing on, on metabolic stress, that will not work if you take a three-minute rest break because you're fully recovered. What we're trying to do is we're trying to peak lactic acid production, let it come off a little bit, peak lactic acid, product, lactic acid production, come off a little bit and keep repeating that without letting it come all the way down to the point where you've cleared all the lactic acid out of your system. It's really important that you understand that that's why we're doing what we're doing. So if you're doing a metabolic stress per- and you're not you know you're leaving five minutes between exercises to go to the loo and blah blah, blah all this kind of stuff you're not going to get as much out of that program as you should be if you turn up and you do your low rep sets um, and you rush through the rest breaks you do 60 90 second rest breaks because you don't have time that's not going to work it's not going to do what you think it's going to do it's going to it's actually undermining the program so it's really important that you stick to the rest breaks. If the, if the program is too long, too short, not right, tell me and I will, I will customize it for you and you will be able to get a lot more out of your, out of your training, okay? Now, the thing you need to think, we're gonna go back to the graphic, it's the same kind of thing. If you're a medium, we try to stick to sort of 30 to 90 seconds and the reason for, and that this depends on on your own fitness your own level of experience the kind of training um, the kind of stuff you've done around that exercise what you're whether you're supersetting or not supersetting it depends on um you know whether you're it, it depends on, on like the program style in total it depends on a whole bunch of stuff right it loads and loads of different things and i kind of have to try and take all that into account and then come up with a number that i think will work and that is kind of the art of writing a program having said that you need to understand that if it's if you're doing a high intensity um high-intensity exercise, so low reps, you need a long rest. If you're doing low-intensity exercise, even though it hurts more, it's low-intensity, high volume, you need short rest. Okay, And again, with that medium group, 30 to 90 seconds is what we tend to see. Bear that in mind, hopefully that all makes sense. I don't wanna sort of really flog it, um, but hopefully that all makes sense and you you understand. Because if you don't do that kind of thing, then what's gonna happen is, is very straightforward. It's you're not gonna get the most out of your training, Okay, you're not going to build any muscle and you're actually going to be burning a lot of calories, sure, but not actually putting them to good use. And you will kind of essentially be somewhat wasting your time. So pay very, very close attention to the rest breaks and and you will get a lot, lot more out of your training. Okay, exercise variation versus consistency, as well, is is an interesting one. And I, I love this because this is where you can get super duper nerdy about training. So to put it simply, a wise man once said about training is that the lower body is dumb and the upper body is smart. And in order to get maximum results out of your training, you should treat your training accordingly. So one of the things that we're always trying to do is we're trying to um, give you consistency with the lower body move. So generally speaking, it'll be a squat, it'll be a deadlift, it'll be a trap bar deadlift, a Romanian deadlift or something simple, a lunge. These are the kind of things that we do because actually exercise variation for lower body exercises is less significant than upper body exercises because your hips don't and knees don't move and do as many things as your shoulders as you're seeing me dance if you're watching this back okay your shoulders can do lots of things and as a result you have lots of much more complicated musculature around your shoulders and so you need to be moving things in a different way variety is is important and variety is good the the thing that it sort of it also will do is it helps to make training more interesting obviously i'd love to give you something new to do every time that'd be for lots of people that'd be great fun um but it's it doesn't quite work like that the thing that we need to make sure that we're doing is um we need to give you enough variety so that you're actually working your your muscles in in their entirety for example an incline bench press will work a chest in a different way to a flat bench press or a neutral grip will do it different to a a normal grip or a barbell will do different to a dumbbell and these kinds of things because actually what your your chest muscle will do well basically needs to be attacked at different a lot more different angles than your quads do for example um and the same works with back training you've got lots of muscles in your back your rhomboids you've got your traps you've got your lats you've got your i don't know what else have we got erectors you've got your levator scap you've got lots of stuff going on those are the main ones you've got your rotator cuff Put on the spot there a bit, didn't I? The, um, the, the, but uh, you've got a lot of stuff going on and essentially you need to work lots of different angles to make it work right. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense. There is, however, there is one caveat, which is that I can't just give you different exercises all the time because as it turns out, there is, um, a, there is a, a sort of a hold in terms of actually the amount of skill that you've got. If you've never lifted a weight before and I give you 15 different exercises every time you train, you're never actually going to get any training done because. What comes progression comes from consistently doing the same things over and over again. So what we need to balance is we need to balance whether your um, your exercise experience will allow you to do more new things, but also your we need to have enough consistency so that you can actually push the same weights and get stronger on specific lifts rather than just messing about but variation so that you can actually stimulate your muscles in 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 a in a whole and complete sense and this is again where the judgment comes in this is where you're sort of you're thinking about it as more of like an art than a science and you just need to you just need to interpret it because ultimately as the slide says it's it's all about balance the easiest way And I can tell you this, this it's an industry secret. The easiest way as a personal trainer to convince somebody they're getting stronger without them actually getting any stronger is to give them a new exercise every week because every week they'll do this exercise three sessions in they'll get better because they actually just learn to do it better because their skill is increased give them a new exercise the week after and then by the time you come around to the beginning one again they don't they can't remember what they did the first time you start again so every week they feel like they're getting stronger but they're not you see that a lot Um, i tend to try to keep people doing the same exercises because i actually want you to get stronger and and so we're always looking at that in terms of in terms of finding that balance the next thing to think about and this is, this is the one, okay? Lowering the weight slowly is, if tension is the most important thing, controlling the descent of the weight is the most important part of tension, okay? Really, really critically important here, okay? So I know that hopefully, when was the last time you thought about your tempo? The last time you thought about your tempo was the last time you trained um, because you've been listening to everything that I've been harping on about and you've been um, doing your best to make sure that you, you do this really well. If there's one thing that we know about about muscle building then it's it's the tempo and particularly the eccentric um or eccentric sorry not eccentric eccentric um which is the lowering part of the phase where the weight is moving towards the floor um is the most important part of the rep there was a point at which the you know some 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 bright minds let's say thought about scrapping the pushing part of the weight altogether and just coming up with lowering only machines because what's the point in in, in pushing stuff all it does is create extra fatigue okay we've come back from that point that was a bit extreme but there was good argument to say that actually the only thing you needed to do to put on muscle was lower weight slowly all right so that's why when it comes to but i want you to use that as an example that is how important it is and that's why when i'm always harping on about lower the weight slowly lower the weight slowly make sure you're counting to three make sure you're counting to four that is why it's the most important thing okay more slow or slower reps creates more time under tension which creates more hypertrophy. Okay. It is as simple as that. All right. There is a point at which you're um, going to get diminishing returns. If you're doing 10 second negatives, then what you're actually going to do is you're going to reduce the intensity of the load or rather the, you're gonna, if you, if you want to say, for example, you don't want to drop below 60% of your one rep max in order to build muscle. So if I can do 100 kilos, there is no point in me doing reps with less than 60 kilos. If you lower the tempo too much, you won't be able to do the tempo, the, the amount, the correct amount of weight, and so therefore it won't be as effective. However, you do want to lower the tempo enough to make it significant. And so just bear in mind, every exercise you do, apart from maybe sometimes people's first or second program, if they're if they're fairly new to training, I won't include this, but you won't. If that's you, you sh- probably don't need to be watching this. And um, every program will have tempo prescriptions where appropriate follow them to the letter, follow them exactly, okay? Very, very important, makes a huge difference because actually there's little um, Golgi tendons, they're called, or mechanoreceptors in your muscles, and their job is to measure tension through the muscle. Those are the things that we're trying to stimulate. And they require not only an absolute amount of tension to be run through them, but for a period of time in order to send that signal to grow more muscle it's as simple as that. If you don't do that, it won't work. In the same way as we vary um, reps and we vary volume and these kinds of things, we will also be varying tempo. So generally speaking, higher reps, faster tempo, um, lower reps, slower tempo, but that isn't always the case. And sometimes the opposite is true. Okay. So we want to make sure we work on that. In terms of how that works, a lot of that is to do with making sure that it it depends on whether we're going for tension or we're going for metabolic stress, or we're going for sort of the, the bit in the middle. So I won't go too much into how that works, but essentially just watch out, it should change. So it won't always be the same thing. It won't always be a three second tempo. And if you're always lowering with a three second tempo, honestly, you're doing better than most people, but we can do better than that, right? So the last thing, and I've chucked a lot at you today, so well done for sticking with me. The last thing is, is very simple, which is how hard you work it takes, how much muscle you grow. You can have great tempo. You can have you know, the right rep ranges. You can do nutrition stuff correctly. You can be using a very fancy program with lots of variety, making sure you get everything right. You can do all that stuff. If you don't put enough effort in, nothing good will happen with regards to <laughs> muscle growth that is. And that's kind of obvious when you think about it. Um Every program is hard if you give it enough effort. I can give you four sets of 10 squats. And if you do them with the right load, at the right tempo, with the right level of intensity, you can absolutely batter yourself in 10 minutes and be completely sweating, eyes popping out of your head, lungs pumping, the whole thing. All right. Every program is hard. No program is easy. The only thing that means if you really are trying your hardest and you still don't think the program is easy, is hard, then what it means is that the program is too complicated for you and you need easier or simpler, probably put simpler exercises to execute. OK, so if that is the case, then let me know. But the pro- you need to work as hard as the program demands. And by the program, what I mean in this instance is in terms of as hard as we need you to work in order to make the progress it's really important. You cannot leave it to chance. This is why it's also important to make sure that you're, you know, you're properly recovered, you're properly slept, um, and all this kind of thing. The one thing I would say is it does, it doesn't, it does matter where you're coming from. If you've been training for 10 years, the level of effort that you'll have to put into each session is great, is much greater than if you've been training for 10 weeks. Okay. So this is kind of, this is the takeaway point. And obviously, hopefully most of the people watching this, um, will be relatively more experienced because this is the kind of thing that people who are relatively more experienced are interested in but for less for less experienced trainees and so i would say what would that count as anyone who's been training for less than six months um the focus is not to finish each set at the point of failure um which basically failure in this sense means um when you can no longer perform a the concentric portion which is the lifting portion of the rep with good technique So involuntary failure means that you cannot do it, even if a gun was to your head. Now you do not need to get to the point where you get to that point. So if your form has started to break down to the point where you can't do it correctly, you have probably used too much weight and you need to take it down a bit. It's just not necessary. It's a bit like saying to someone who's as basically as pasty white as me, in order to get a suntan, you need to go and lie out in the African sun for twelve hours because that's going to give you the most stimulus. Well, yes, but also it's massively overdoing it. I'm going to get really sunburnt, and it's going to mean that I'm not going to be able to go back out in the sun for another two weeks until my my skin recovers. Your muscles are exactly the same. There's no point in overdoing it. Um, and as we said at the bottom, it is wholly unnecessary for muscle growth at this stage. Okay, you're very sensitive. You should just look at a set of dumbbells, and they'll get, and then your muscles will grow. However. For more experienced trainees, once you get to a point, you do need to be regularly training towards failure. um, And sometimes as you get further in, so if you're more like the two, three year mark beyond failure, um, which we'll explain in in a minute. So you need to train towards failure, which means that, to be honest with you, the last sets of your workouts, um, particularly towards the end of your workouts, um, they should be getting to the point where you can no longer do the rep with good technique that doesn't that's why i give you rep ranges that's why i'll say 8 to 10 10 to 12 12 to 15 these kinds of things because actually what i want you to do is want you to get close to that number but i I actually don't want you to hit it Um, i want you to get to the point of getting to failure this is because this is what's going to be necessary for you to create sufficient muscle damage this is what's going to be basically sufficient um this is what's going to be necessary for you to create sufficient metabolic stress tension actually this doesn't have as much of an idea in terms of just increasing the amount of tension for doing more reps um that's not the point it's the last two and this is why it's really important that training to failure seems to create better results in more experienced trainees um, and it's very important training beyond failure is when we start to include things like drop sets um things like uh so you can weighted drop sets so for example i do 10 reps with 10 kilos I hit failure, then I pick up some seven and a halves and I do 10 reps with those. And then I hit failure and I pick up some fives and that kind of thing. That will actually, again, help to increase muscle damage and metabolic stress. Um, Or you can do things like you can do mechanical supersets where, for example, I do, I don't know, a push up on a couple of yoga blocks, followed by a push up on the floor, followed by a push up on a bar um, to the point where I can't do any more with myself at an incline right that kind of thing so those are some options in terms of training beyond failure those will come along when they're necessary um usually not after the first year if you've been training diligently for a year then that's probably the point where we need to get started to include uh, include that kind of thing okay so if you if you get all this right which hopefully you will i know i have given you a lot here we're going to give you a summary at the end because it's 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 quite a lot to think about but the actual practical points are quite a are quite, niche, quite niche quite neat um the first thing is you're going to actually be making the most out of the time you spend in the gym. You're going to be optimizing your training you're going to be achieving your goals and you're actually going to get to where you want to get to um, with with sort of in the most efficient manner. OK, the specific I think the big thing for me is that time isn't going to be wasted because I hate to see the I hate to think of people going to the gym, just doing a bunch of reps with no meaning and actually just wasting their time and lastly is you're actually going to be able to overcome your plateaus you're going to be able to continue to make progress and there's absolutely no need that you should ever stop if your goal is to continue to put it on uh, there is no point at which you should ever stop putting on muscle okay you could do this for 30 years people continue to put on muscle right so the um you can get to whatever level of muscularity you'd like to all right it may take you a very long time um but uh, and unless you want to look like you're an absolute monster, but I mean, in terms of within the normal limits of what most people want to look like, there is no reason why you shouldn't be able to achieve the level of muscularity that you'd like. Okay, so in summary, um, it's, it's important that firstly, our rep ranges are appropriate and varied. Okay. So we, it's important that you do your two, three, fours and fives. It's important that you go up above 20 reps and you make it work and you do your best and you put it in. If you want to put the muscle on, you need to be doing these things. All right. Rest breaks are not suggestions. They're specific. Um, if you think for whatever reason, the rest break is inappropriately programmed, let me know. Because actually, I may have something to say on that. It might be that the exercise is inappropriate for you. It might be that you're not able to get the the proper level of um, effort and intensity with that specific exercise choice. So you don't feel like you need the the rest. That means that we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, right? You should feel like the rest breaks feel about right. We also wanna make sure that you understand there's a trade-off between variability and consistency in programming, okay? So we need to have some structure. We need to have some similarity between programs. There needs to be something to follow. But at the same time, we also need to make sure that we are working things in multiple angles, doing different things and mixing things up so that we're attacking things and actually attacking fresh, unstimulated sort of parts of your movements so that we can help to progress you. You have to do the tempo properly. It's very, very important. And if you don't do the tempo properly, you will not be giving yourself the, the proper amount of tension. If you don't have the proper amount of tension, essentially you can say goodbye to muscle building because metabolic stress and muscle damage damage without tension do not equal muscle growth. Tension is everything. And when it's the right time for you, I would like you to start thinking about training to failure and I want you to go beyond failure as and when appropriate. You will be, ne- ne- <laughs> I will tell you when I want you to start doing drop sets, um, I will tell you, Um, when we want to start doing rep ranges. Um, For lots of you, you won't be doing rep ranges for a while. Um, But once you have started giving you rep ranges, that means that I want you to be training to failure. Okay, it's very, very important. As always, if you have any questions about your training, hopefully this will actually start to give you a better understanding of of why is that you've been given what you've been given and will help you to ask me better questions so that I can help you more with your training. I think that's the most important thing here. If you understand what it is that we're trying to achieve, you as the person experiencing what's actually happening on the floor will have a better idea and will therefore be able to give me better cues and better help in terms of helping you to decide, um, to, to helping to actually write to you a better programme. Um, everything that we're doing is is adaptable, it's alterable, um, and it's it, the focus is not necessarily on you just do what I tell you to do. Sometimes I'll just say, no, that's what it should be, do it. Um, but sometimes they'll also be like, ah, that's interesting. I wouldn't have expected that, but because you've got this unique situation or whatever, which everybody has, and it's certainly what I do with the people that I train in person all the time, um, then we can make an adjustment here. But that that communication is something that we really, really need to have, okay? So if you've made it this far, then I—that's—that's that's kind of the big takeaway. Take all this stuff on board, and then communicate with me, and we'll—we'll we'll make sure that your program is as good as it can possibly be. All right. So hopefully, this has been really useful, very interesting, fascinating stuff. Um, sorry it was a bit late. Um, but you know, we made it work. And um, please let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much.